The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with Olivia Kay. This lovely young woman started Zest Cleaning Company January 2022 in Walla Walla, Washington, which is a lot of fun. If you haven't tried it, stay saying it. It's the best. Um, And we are recording this October 2022. So we've got about 10 months under uh, her belt. Before we jump into your question, talk to me. What is... um, Give us just a quick synopsis of what got into the business and and where where you are 10 months in. Great question. So my background is uh, definitely not from the cleaning side. Um, I was a management consultant for a number of years, uh, consulting for Fortune 500 companies. And I just wanted something completely different. I've always wanted to own my own business. Um, and I've always been really passionate about cleaning. Just having a clean space um, has always been really important to me. So I started Zest um, in January of this year, took a leap of faith. And so far, it's been going really well. I'm really trying to focus on the commercial market here in Walla Walla and um, targeting all the hospitality industries since um, we're known for our wine. Um, so we've got over 140 wineries here in Walla Walla. So we clean a lot of wineries. We clean a lot of Airbnbs um, and then a lot of surrounding commercial properties as well. So I've got a question before we move on. Funny that yeah. you were kind of in management consulting for obviously Fortune 500 companies are set up wildly different than um, startups. That yes. said, how hard is it to kind of take your own advice? Are you sitting in places where you're like, oh, I know what I would tell somebody. My wife does that to me all the time, drives me nuts. When I come to her with a question, she's like, what would you coach your person? I'm like, well, that's easy. I'd say blah, 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 blah. But you don't understand. It's different for me. And then she makes me realize like, maybe it's not, maybe you should listen to your own daggum coaching. So has that, have you run into that before? Or is, are the businesses too Yes. Yes. And, you know, I've also worked in the startup world. So my most recent job was at a tech startup where I was, you know, a hundred, um, and then consulting for, you know, companies that had hundreds of thousands of people. So I've kind of seen the entire spectrum and yes, every, every day I have advice for myself and I just don't take it. Um, and it's something that I'm working on and I have like a little board right here with, um, some of my goals and some of the things I need to do. Um, but it's hard to take your own advice. It's a lot easier to take somebody else's advice. Well, I will encourage you, Olivia, as well as, uh, our listeners, the best of the best have coaches. Um, and I have a coach and I, I do my, and I fight to listen to them. And, um, so I love, And just acknowledging like, yeah, it's hard sometimes to, you know, knowing what to do is really important, but being able to do it equally important, right? You get the cure to cancer, but you're not willing to take it. You're going to die of cancer. That's just how that goes. Um, All right. Awesome. That said, let's jump in sister. How can I help you today? So, you know, I, you always preach about working. um, Was it? on your business instead of in your business. And I am, you know, really trying to get out of the business. Um, and I, I worked myself so hard. I never get sick. I got so sick, 102 fever. I mean, someone called out every single day, one week. And I just, that was my breaking point. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So, you know, I've been really focusing on, um, trying to not take on any more jobs, um, where, 
I have to be the cleaner. So if I don't have a resource, I just won't take on a job anymore, which is something I've learned. Um, probably my biggest learning of the year. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think about 2023 and what things are going to look like for me next year. And that's one big thing that I'm really focusing on is just not cleaning anymore. Um, I know the business now I know how to, you know, how long it takes to do things. And I still want to be hands-on, but, you know, from your perspective and from all the companies that you've helped and people that you've helped, I'd love, um, some advice, you know, from you and what I should uh, think about in my second year of business. Sure. Well, for the, um, it's funny. Cause what, when, uh, I get a little sheet on everyone before we do the podcast and the, the question I got was what, what should I think about in my second year of, of business? Uh, you know, what, what's your coaching for me going in my second year? And, immediately I was like, well, we got to get clear on your goals before I can tell you what you should do in your right. second year. Cause what you want is going to be wildly different than what someone else wants. So there is no such thing as here is the perfect first year for a cleaning company. Here's the perfect second year. It's like, there is a perfect first year for Olivia and her life and her goals. So I love that when I kind of asked you the question live, as opposed to just what you wrote down, you did a really a much better job of that, of identifying I'm working in my business. I don't like that. I want to work on my business. I'm being a cleaner. That's not what I signed up for. And there's no shame in cleaning. It's honorable work. But yep. if you're meant to be um, CEO of an airline, there's no shame in flying airplanes unless you're the CEO. And then there, you need to be running the company and let the pilots do the flying. So mm -hmm. um I love that you got a little bit of clarity or more clarity on for the second year. I really want to focus on working on my business, not in it. Um, that said, let's get even more clarity and then we'll kind of figure out how to get there. So one mistake people seem to make is very rarely, no, that's not true. 50, 50, will people come in? I just half the people give or takes come in. I just wanted to be a cleaner. I picked up some cleaning jobs and then weeks, months, God forbid, decades in they go, well, this is terrible. <laughs> when I get sick, I don't get paid. Yeah. If I want to go on vacation, yeah. I don't get paid. Like yep. I'm getting older. This doesn't physically feel as good as it felt like when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And they make that transition. And the other half are like, oh no, I never came in to be a cleaner. Um, I, I always wanted to own the company, but the problem is they stay in cleaning almost equally as long. So the people that plan to clean, the people that didn't plan to clean, clean. And as soon as you identify, whether that's a year in or on day one, I don't want to be in a cleaning job. You've got to reverse engineer the business to, to meet that need. So I love that clarity. But one of the mistakes people make is what they make the first, the big hump um, first is getting clients. And most of you all are pretty good at that because you're charming and you're business owners. And there's a reason you are an entrepreneur and you, you can get some clients and you can fill your own schedule pretty quick. Um, that hump emotionally, mentally of going from cleaner to owner is a big one. But what happens is we go from cleaner to admin. So now it's a better job, granted, now as opposed to working in your business, like physically cleaning toilets, now we work in our business in the office 60 hours a week. So we just changed. We have a much nicer jail cell. We've decorated it and it's much more comfortable, but it's still a jail cell. We still have to work. It's still the same thing. So yeah. I would encourage everybody, including our friend Olivia, who's wanting to work on their business, not in it, to skip that intermediate step of going, I'm going to go from cleaning to admin work. And then, you know, God bless you. It's been less than a year. You're like, okay, I figured out this cleaning isn't for me. There's, again, it's honorable work. That's just not what Olivier signed up for yet. Here we are. Um, 
my guess is you didn't be, you did also didn't sign up for, you got rid of your office job and your corporate nonsense. Cause that wasn't what you wanted. So to just create, you know, well, that boss was nuts. So now I'm working with a really crazy chick that I shower with every morning. Like she's worse than the last lady. Like she's a real, you know, insane person. So I would get crystal clear on what working on the business looks like to you. So give me a little bit of that if you would. I want to get a hundred percent out of residential. Um, it's just with what I'm doing, it just, it almost feels like five times the amount of work for, you know, one commercial cleaning company or one commercial client. And so I really want to focus my efforts and, you know, I just said no to a residential client yesterday. I love her, but I want to have a clear focus and vision. Um, and I really want to focus on the wine industry because we have some beautiful wineries and it would just be so cool to clean those, um, those wineries and have those contracts and, you know, focus on, um, we have so many Airbnbs and hotels. I just entered a partnership with a really, really cool Airbnb or a bed and breakfast in town. Um, so let me jump in real quick. Cause we've got a limited time. I don't want to make sure I get yeah. you some real helpful, uh, transformation here. Yep. So I'm hearing two things. Of, well, there's a really good part of what you're saying. I want to make sure we focus on that. And there's an insidious part. I want to hold that into the light and point at, so we go, okay. Okay, let's not make that. Let's let's be clear. So very common for people to on residential go. I want to go commercial. Um, sometimes commercial want to go residential, but it's more residential wanting to go to commercial. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is we think, oh, that's the problem, but that's never the problem. Um, almost like I want to go to Italy. If I just lived in Italy, then things would be great. The problem is I take my wife and my kid, my own craziness, and I'm now just in Italy with the same freaking life and the same problem. So we've got to kind of fix, not fix. We've kind of got to be the us we want to be. And then we're happy whether we're in Italy or Scottsdale or Walla Walla, uh, Washington. And who couldn't be happy in a town called Walla Walla, Washington, for crying out loud. Um, so now that doesn't mean once I've got my stuff right, Italy might be a better place or better for my dreams or my whatever. That's absolutely true. But when I think that Italy is the solution and where I'm at now is the problem, that's a problem. So I can assure you if you're like, I'm just going to switch to commercial. That is so. When I asked, "What do you want?" You said, "I want commercial clients," but you don't really want commercial clients. You perceive that your life will feel and look differently if you had commercial clients. So let's get to that, and then the answer still might be getting commercial clients. But we're going to understand the getting commercial clients isn't the goal. The life that you want is the goal, and then we can get clear on is commercial clients is that really the next best step? Which it may or may not be. So when you say, "I want commercial clients," if I may ask, what do you really want? What do you perceive is going to be better about your life? and how you'll experience your business, quote, quote, unquote, with these commercial clients. I want guaranteed recurring work. And I know nothing's guaranteed, um, but right now we do a lot of one-off jobs, move out cleanings, post-construction cleanings, and it's always like a last minute thing and staffing is tough. And a lot of people want a really set schedule. Um, and so I'm having a hard time hiring for those one-off jobs versus people who just want that set schedule. So this is the best coaching because it's a coaching that Olivia is giving and Mike's just going, yeah, you're pretty smart, aren't you? Uh, which you are. <laughs> so do you see the distinction you just made? We started with, I want commercial clients. 
Maybe you do, maybe. And same thing, by the way, with money. I want a million dollar business. I promise you don't. A million dollar business is a big pain in the butt if you don't do it right. What you really want is to feel like you think you'll feel when you have a million dollar business, which is I'm successful. I'll have money. So let's just find out what success is. And you don't even want money. You want to be able to live in Italy, drive the car that you want, put your kids in the school that you want, go to the vacations, all these things that you want. So it's like, let's really figure that out. So I love that you said, I want you said guaranteed. And then you kind of realize, well, there's no such thing as guaranteed, but we'll say trust. I want recurring clients. I can depend, dependable recurring. Clients. I think that's a much fairer statement. Yep. Um, and then you, without me saying a daggum thing, you coach yourself just brilliantly. And you said, you know, the move in, move outs are not reliable. They may be recurring. I might have a realtor that gives me 10 move in, move outs a month, but mm-hmm. it's four today and then none for two weeks and then two and then the rest of it. That sucks. And you're absolutely right. It's very difficult. So well done, Olivia, with Olivia's coaching. Um, but then you made a different statement, which is now I need commercial. So I would posit, if I can use a fancy word, that you don't want commercial. You want dependable, recurring clients. Now within that, now we can have another discussion on is that commercial, is that residential? But the magic is the dependable recurring is going to allow you the freedom that you want. And you were very articulate about why I want people that are the best people and the best people aren't going to tolerate work 20 hours in the next 48 hours and then none for three days and then up and down very articulate. So do you see how kind of identifying the problem is getting us 85% of the way to the solution? So the only coaching I'll give you on that, and then we'll kind of move forward in, in what you want is we coach both residential and commercial. And if there was a right one, I promise I would just coach that, right? If like, re- if commercial was indeed quote unquote, the good one, we wouldn't just, we would just say, don't, don't do residential. <laughs> we just coach commercial. Why would I coach you to the bad one? We absolutely 1000% do not coach construction cleanup, move in, move out, any sort of turnover. Airbnbs are a little iffy because they're, they're a little more consistent. You're not going to have 20 in one day and then zero, like a, a move in, move out at an apartment complex or a construction clean where it's just a ton of work and then none. Um, yep. It's usually, it's similar. So we don't love them as much, but we'll take them and recurring for commercial at least once a week, ideally five times a week for residential, at least every other week, sometimes monthly, if you really are desperate, but never just, I'll call you when I need you. So yep. that a distinction of I want to upgrade my clients and what a good client looks like to me is uh, recurring. I can depend on that. I would say categorically. Yes. The next step, which we won't have time to do on this podcast, but would be for you to really get what is it I want specifically about commercial and what is it I want specifically about residential. And again, if there was a right one, I would just tell you, but there's not. So the answer is, well, what's Olivia want out of her life and her business? And then we can really, for Olivia, commercial may be the best or residential may be the best, but until we're clear on what we want this business to provide, we need to have a deeper conversation around that. The only wrong answer is both. So if you, because if you're doing residential, you're cleaning eight to five Monday through Friday, and then trying to, if you are cleaning, which you shouldn't be, but you still got staff out. So either cleaning or managing people who clean Monday through Friday, eight to five um, commercial, you're cleaning basically all the hours that aren't that. So now it's like, Hey, let's have people in the field 24 seven and let's have them it's just wildly different. And it, it's one thing if you live in a town of 3000 and it's like, listen, if I don't take both, there's, I could have all the residential. <laughs> I still can't meet my goals. You're in a large town. There's no need for that complexity. And it's like, while I'm at it, let's do dry cleaning. Like they're just wildly different. So yep. that said, the way I would sum it up is we are clear on, I want dependable recurring customers. Couldn't agree more. Um, I would encourage you to pick 
one set of customers because wineries are going to have a very different desire than hospitals, which is going to have a very different need to be solved than a housewife with a house. And none of them are better or worse. They're just wildly different. And you try and be all of those things like, which is better, a hammer or a screwdriver? Depends if you got a nail or a screw, but I promise you a hammer is bad for a screw and a screwdriver is bad for a hammer. So you want the right tool for the right job. All right. So I think what other, how clear do you feel on a one to 10 you are about kind of the, the future and picture you want for your business next year? Because I think getting that to a 10 is absolutely the first step. And then, the, okay, now how do I get there? Once you've got the clarity, it's almost easy. So how clear do you feel now you are on that, what you want out of your life? And then corollary, what your business needs to be to give you that life that you want. I would say I'm about an eight. Perfect. I know what I want. I I want to be able to hike on a Tuesday morning if I want to. I live right next to so many beautiful places. Um, I want to, you know, be able to spend time in my garden or go hang out with a friend at a winery and not really have to worry about what my team is doing. Um, and I, you know, I have a financial idea as to kind of where I want to be next year. Um, I just kind of need to put all the pieces together to, to achieve that. Beautiful. So the encouragement I want to give you and for everyone out there, clean nation eight would be the minimum of clarity I would have before I made a single decision. 10 is better eight before I'm even making a single decision. If I'm at a five, the only thing to do is get to an eight (laughs) 10 is better, but we're at a five on clarity. It's like, what do I do? Mike? I'm like, I don't know where you want to go. You're like East. I'm like, well, that could mean a lot of things. If you want a boat or a car or to swim or whatever, like we got to get pretty clear. So, you know, Florida is like, okay, now you're in Washington. I know East could be your neighbor, could be the town over, could be Idaho, could be Florida, could be Europe. If we at least narrow it to Florida, it's like, all right, a plane is probably the best way to go. Now, which plane and which city we still got to get there. But anyway, the eight is the minimum. Okay. So the big things I would do is what I'm hearing for you is freedom. Um, Apparently Olivia's a drunk and wants to get, you know, you know, wind up on a Tuesday. <laughs> she's like, that's I only part Walla of what Walla. I am. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, apparently Walla Walla's drunk and she just wants it to is, it is. Boys bothering her. God bless you. So I love getting that clarity because again, that will save you what we talked about earlier of out of the frying pan into the fire. Good job, Olivia. You're not cleaning anymore, but employees, customers, everybody calls you, everybody texts you. If you're not the office, if you're not bringing rags or doing this or just everybody's slave effectively. Well, now we've just created a different universe for ourselves. So that would be the first one. The second one, and again, we'll we'll end it here, is when you've got certain financial goals, I would encourage you in Cleaning Nation, most people have round number goals. I want a million dollar business. I want to make 10 grand a month. I want to make a hundred grand a year. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, but they have no basis in reality. So again, I'll use a million because it's so misunderstood, um, especially in the cleaning business. And I was there. So please don't hear me judging y'all hear me going. I did that. I'm, I'm here to help you not make the same dumb mistake I made. When I started my cleaning business, all my employees quit on the first day. I had to start cleaning. I shouldn't say I had to, I chose to start cleaning. <laughs> so I didn't lose my entire investment because I'd put everything I had and borrowed a bunch into it. Um, and I cleaned all night and I hired all day and I repeated for a lot of days and it was what I would call not a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That said, because I cleaned and then, and I was like in my twenties, so I was, you know, Olivia looks young, but she's smarter than I was. Um, I just had this weird, and I didn't go to college. I didn't know anything. So I had this weird 
lack of ego trip, like lack of self-confidence that I didn't know what I was doing and people were going to find out. And I know you look at me now, you don't believe it, but I had a baby face and I was 23. I looked like I was 12. So just a lot of weird made up stuff in my head. None of you guys have this clean nation. This is just me. You guys are all like, I have complete self-confidence in myself. So I worked hard, which is good, but I, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this the best way I can. I just made a bunch of decisions trying to look good. And in my mind, if I could build a million dollar business, what I really thought is everyone will respect you. Cause I tell my friends and family and I downplay, Oh, I have clean, you know, I didn't have real employees, real employees made salaries that worked 40 hours a week. I just had cleaners that were part-time and made, you know, a little bit above minimum wage. So I didn't feel when I was cleaning, I didn't feel like a real business owner. When I had employees, I didn't feel like I was a real business owner. It was like just a big fake. And if everyone knew how not cool my business was. No one would no one would think highly of me. So I thought, well, if I had a million dollar business, well, now I would be reckoned with. People would have to admit I was, well, guess what? Nobody, you don't get a freaking shirt to wear that says I have a million. No one even knows. Like when you no one, and here's the worst part. If they did know, they wouldn't care. Nobody, I'm thinking about all these things people are thinking of. They didn't give two craps about me. I'm all up in my own head. It was really my own thing. So what I really wanted is I made an assumption. If I had a million dollar business, I would be quote unquote rich, but I didn't really define what rich was. And I'd feel really good about my business. That was it. And again, that's my 23 year old Mike. So the silly thing is looking back now, having had much larger businesses and smaller than million dollar businesses and some of the smaller than million dollar businesses making a lot of profit and being a lot of fun and some of the larger businesses not making as much profit being a crap ton less fun. I got over all the ego of the revenue and I'm just like, you know what? This is the life that I want. Um, second thing is this whole, I would be rich is insane. Rich can mean again in Walla Walla, that's very different than Bolivia, which is very different than Scottsdale, which is very different from Boise. It's funny. They talk about happiness is not how much money you have. It's how much money you have compared to the people next to you. So the people that were poor, but the richest of their poor people they knew were happier than people that were super wealthy, but hung around wealthier people. So this, I would be rich and be happy is insane. So what you want to do is articulate, I would like to have this kind of vacation every year. That's going to cost this. I would like to have this home. That's going to cost that. So as opposed to dollars of a hundred grand a year, you just make up the expenses. And for some people, it might be $5,181, a month and they're happy. Other people might be $26,000, but we got to get off of that. If I had more, I'd be rich. People think highly of me. I'd be a real business owner, all that weird crap. Cause it really doesn't matter when you live in the life that you want. If a half a million dollar business will create the life that you want, God bless, do that. And then again, it's okay to grow beyond that. You just have to switch in your mind going from, this is my goal and this is what I need to be happy to, I'm already past what I need to be happy. I'm living the life that I want. I have at 600,000, I make 120 grand a year, which is in my expenses are 90 or 8,200 to live the life that I want. That leaves 1,800 to, and I'm assuming taxes are paid, 1,800 to save, which is plenty for my age. And everything above that is now it's like, wow, I'm not pushed to, to grow this. I do it because I want to. All right. Questions, comments, your remarks before we call it, uh, young Olivia. No, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily aspire to have a million dollar business. I just want to make as much money as I was making in corporate America. Cause I was super comfortable and that's not, I'm not that far away from that just yet. So Perfect. I think in so, a year I'll be there. 
So I was going to fight you on it, make as much money as I was in corporate America. I'm like, who cares? And then you said the magic words because I was comfortable. It's like, okay. So if your goal is to be comfortable, then you're like, I'm just going to make up a number because I have no idea what you're making, but call it 122,900 bucks. Um, if for you, that is just because part of it's the emotion. Because I don't know about you, but if I left corporate America and I was like, you dummy, this is the best job you're ever going to have. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. And I want to be like, Oh, is it? Well, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. So not that they care follow up, but just in our heart of hearts. And that's fine. But also if you're like, but I was able to pay my bills and live the life that I wanted. Great. And then if you're close to the financial piece, now we got to really hammer the lifestyle piece. Because again, if you could make 20% more than you made in corporate America, but you're miserable every daggum day, to what end? Right? So now I'm like, well, how can I make that same money, but freaking love my life, have the impact that I want, have the freedom that I want. And once we're clear on that, it's so much easier to put together a plan um, again, residential, commercial, whichever, if from what you're telling me for like money's only a little bit of it, and I'm already 80, 70% of the way there, then lifestyle is going to be a big deal. So when I'm picking my um, perfect prospects, I'm going to pick the people that give most freedom, not the most money. Cause I feel like from what you're telling me, you'll probably be able to hit your financial goals either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, as opposed to, well, commercial is more money. Well, if money ain't the goal, let's consider what what the real goal is, which is freedom. And then we can line up the clients that we want with the, the life that we want. All right. Um, feel like I got a little preachy, but Olivia's a sweet woman who's, you know, kind, you know, she's polite. So she's like, oh, I'll let the, I'll let, the, let the preacher preach. Anyway, we'll call it a day. Cleaning Nation, uh, if you need more help, feedback, uh, insight, growmycleaningcompany.com over 800 podcasts, totally free. I would start with the on-demand training, five shifts to uh, get the business that you want. And uh, that's it. GrowMyCleanCompany.com. Check it out. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who respond to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is man. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast. So grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say, hey, can't wait to meet you.